Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. My name is Kendrick, two K's, one I, and it's, well, it's exactly where you think it would be. Yeah, that don't really work like Madison does, but that's okay. Y'all, we had a great episode of She-Hulk. I'm ready to jump into it. Lots of laughs, lots of good action, lots of mystery, good cameos, all of that. Plus, I need to talk about D23 that's happening this weekend. Well, it technically started on Thursday, but you know, the major announcements and stuff, they don't come out until this weekend. I need to know a lot of stuff from Disney. Okay. I need to know who's directing some of these Marvel projects. I need to know what kind of star Wars announcements they got from us. I need to know some casting news. I need to know all of this. Okay. Even if they want to give us some stuff that's not related to Marvel or, uh, star Wars, I'm willing to take it. I need to know everything. Okay. I'm greedy. I want to know all the things. Let's get into this episode. It's your bonus episode of reality and comics too. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Oh, 
Hello everyone. Y'all know what time of year it is. It's time for D23. Y'all know that's when Disney like gets together or, you know, does their little presentations and it's when they kind of give us little previews and executive discuss stuff and they give us, you know, stuff from the upcoming films, the animated stuff, Marvel, uh, National Geographic, Star Wars, theme park shit, all of that. They, they tell us about all that stuff that's coming up. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know that I'm mostly concerned about well, I'm concerned about the Star Wars news, but more so concerned, of course, about the Marvel news. I need to know everything. So let's talk about some of the things that I'm most looking forward to for D23. Now, I'm sure you guys have your own kind of, you know, set of stuff you're looking forward to. Hell, most of y'all probably don't even know that D23 is actually happening this weekend. You know, hopefully they'll let us, you know, sometimes they'll put out the videos where they, you know, Kevin Feige does a presentation. He announces a lot of shit. I'm hoping for one of those because I want to visualize and see a lot of this shit. But if not, of course, it's all going to drop on social media like at the same time. Keep refreshing your Twitter threads and your Instagrammy gram grams and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about it. Don't worry. I'll do a lot of engagement stuff on the social media this weekend so we can talk about it. Because, listen, Memphis is a danger zone. I'm never going outside again, okay? So you ain't got to worry about me leaving the house. All of my time is dedicated to work and y'all and TV. And that's it. Even though I got all these Fandango cards for my birthday, so I'm going to have to sneak to the movie theater. I just going to have to hope that don't know about it. Ooh, child, you, you know what? Let me not put negativity out there. Let me just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let me just praise him and just hope I be covered every time I go outside, okay? Let's talk about some of the stuff that I'm kind of looking forward to for D23. One of the things I'm most looking forward to, of course, I want some new Wakanda Forever footage. I don't know if I want a new trailer or a clip of the movie or what I want, but I want something else. You know, I keep saying that, see, I'm kind of a greedy Fairweather fan. I keep saying that I would be okay if they only dropped that trailer so that we could all go into the movie completely blind and just, you know, watch it and enjoy it for what it is and not get hyped up by the trailers. But man, I, I'm it's, November is too far away. I need some more footage i need to see the tings the tings baby i need to know what's going on in wakanda i need to know if ironheart makes that big raggedy ass suit that we saw she makes that in the movie or she works to her show to do that i need to know uh uh, uh what's going on with shuri where she at i need to know who becomes the new black panther is killmonger coming back somewhere how does the multiverse affect all of this i i, I got some questions okay and i need a couple of answers another thing that I'm very much looking forward to. I'm looking forward to some Fantastic Four news. Now, Fantastic Four, I don't believe Fantastic Four is slated to re- oh my back, slated to release until 2024. So, we're almost towards the end of 2022. So, that should, I mean, you know, it's not coming out for two more years because it's at the end of 2024. But I feel like that's okay. We can get some casting news still, right? I saw a rumor the other day, and it kind of got me excited. You know, we've all been on this John Krasinski, Emily Blunt train for Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. But I saw a rumor that Jodie Comer could possibly be Miss Fantastic, Miss Sue Storm. You know, that. listen, she would eat that the fuck up, okay? 
You better come up with them Emmy, uh, them, I was about to say Emmy nominations, those Emmy wins. You better come on. That's the actress, okay? Killing Eve, if you've never seen it, watch it. Get on Hulu this weekend, check out some episodes, because sis acts her ass off, okay? Now, I don't know what, you know, I've been hearing that uh, our boy Penn Badgley, he's supposed to be Mr. Fantastic, or he's had conversations about it. Odd choice, but I support everything he does. So I'm going to roll. I'm going to stick beside him. So if they want to make their casting choice, that's okay with me. Now, I think we all, since we saw Multiverse of Madness, we were all kind of expecting John Krasinski to just get the role. But I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't know what their angle is, what they're doing, but I'm interested to see. I kind of really hope, this is one of the things that I'm I'm really kind of curious to see how this pans out out i'm very curious to see how these casting rumors shake out because i feel like we get a new set you know the fan theories have been running wild so wild for god knows how many years and now that multiverse of madness has come out i feel like the the fan castings and the rumor meal have all like gone into hyperdrive so there's no telling who's going to actually be casting this movie but i'm really ready to see all of that i want to see who it is who is it who, see, we only talk about Mr. Fantastic and Miss Fantastic when we actually talk about the casting of this. But we got a lot of other people need to cast, including Dr. Doom. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I want footage of some of the other Phase 4. Well, no, not Phase 4 because we're about to end Phase 4. The early Phase 5 stuff. So, I want footage of, in particular, Quantumanium and Man and the Wasp. I want footage of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I want, I finally want some secret invasion footage. Like, is this show actually happening? Is it a thing? Because I, I feel like it's not a thing anymore. I feel like we keep getting lied to because we haven't seen shit about secret invasion. But it's coming. It's got to be coming. And that's what we, that's the thing that I'm, re- that's one of probably the projects that I'm most excited about. Not only because of the cast, but it's such a good storyline. It's such a good comic. Like it's it's just good stuff, and I'm I'm ready to see how that shakes out. And most importantly, I really want to see some footage of the Marvels. Now I don't know how long they've been they've been in post production for a while now. Like they've been done with this. I really, really well. Okay, I don't want to see no footage. That's like you remember we saw the first She Hulk's footage. That shit was scary. I don't want to see it like that. So unless you got some stuff that's like truly done, then I want to see it because it doesn't come. It doesn't come out until summer twenty twenty three, summer twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's when it comes out. I really want to see that footage, but if it's not, you know, if you don't have a scene where CGI is fully perfected, then keep it. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you too long. I just want to see it. And then lastly, I want y'all to fill in some of the blanks. For phase six, right now, we only know three things for phase six. We know that the beginning of phase six is Fantastic Four. That's in 2024, I think November. Then we have our two big Avengers movies. We got uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, that's in May 2025. And then we've got Avengers Secret Wars, and that's November 2025. So, I need, there's like, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least like eight other projects that they haven't announced, and I need all of the announcements, okay? All the annou- we can only guess a couple of them. Like, we know Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke have been like, well, hold on, not Ethan Hawke. Oscar Isaac, 
has been over there and he been filming something. So we've been speculating this Moon Knight too. So maybe we'll get that announcement. I don't know, but we can assume that's one of them. I assume that we're going to get a Shang-Chi sequel somewhere in here. So I think that'll come out. That's been one of the, like the best, you know, received and reviewed Marvel movies. So I would assume that I would also assume that we got to, I don't know if we're holding off until he gets older or what, but we got to get some Spider-Man stuff, right? Cause we haven't heard anything about that yet either. All we know is this cartoon, the, the freshman year or whatever that shit. I'm gonna watch it. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna watch it. Cause it's going to be, you know, off the chain, but I, I don't know. I just, uh, we need some, we need something. I need to know most importantly, if Zendaya is going to be in it. Cause if not, then okay, girl. Okay. What we doing? What we doing? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Now just, you know what? I'm rambling too much about D23. I'll keep y'all updated on Saturday. Y'all don't give a damn. I give all of the damn. So let's just jump into the She-Hulk episode, which was fantastic. I think this might have been my favorite so far of the four. We've gotten the first four now. I, I don't know. They're making the Stallion episodes really good. But this one overall was just so complete. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I liked it a whole lot, but I've been loving this series so far, too. What have y'all been thinking of She-Hulk? I've really been enjoying it. From what y'all say online, y'all have been enjoying it, too. I don't know. Let's jump into the episode. We kick off episode four of She-Hulk with a magic show by a magician named Donnie Blaze, who is on stage fighting for his life to keep these people's attention. Now, look, let me point out the obvious. Yes. I thought the exact same thing as all you other Marvel fans out there when you heard the name Donnie Blaze. Sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? It sounds just like Johnny Blaze, also known as a character named Ghost Rider. See, I don't know if you newer Marvel fans remember, but Nicolas Cage most notably played him back in, I want to say 2006, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. He invites a drunk girl on stage who is probably one of my new favorite characters in the MCU, honestly. Her name is Madison with two N's and one Y, and it's not where you think. She sounds like, she kind of remind me of Nunu from Atlanta. You know, they call me Nunu because I'm always rocking that Nunu shit. Y'all know Nunu, Lauren London. That's like, see, when I was in college, I had to like come up with a whole moniker for my name because... People didn't understand anything I said when I moved from the South up to the Midwest. I'd say, my name is Ken. And then they'd be like, are you saying Kenan? Like, what do you, what is your name? What are you saying? What? And so I finally had to go around and start saying, my name is Ken, like Barbie's boyfriend. And then they finally were like, oh, Ken, how you doing, Ken? You why you? you know, so you chat Anyway, you know, folks from the Midwest act like that. You know what? Let me move on because I might have some Midwesterners listening to this. That was, that was my life for a long time. I'm just a little bitter, but I love my Midwesterners, okay? Shout out to Indiana. Shout out to all those Hoosiers out there. All you cornfield-loving Hoosiers. He first does a, like a terrible-ass illusion trick that no one is impressed by. You've got to remember, these people have been like attacked by all kinds of shit at this point. The Chitari. The Black Order, Loki and them, uh, Ultron and the yes bitches, <laughs> all of them. This little shit is not impressing anybody. Finally, Mr. Black Man, who I assume is his manager, says, do the thing, do the thing. 
why does Donnie Blaze pull out a sling ring and open up a portal behind Madison with two N's and one Y, and it's not where you think. This is when we cut to Katmandu, a.k.a. where Kamartaj is. Now, for reference, this is where Wanda attacked everyone who, when she was looking for America Chavez, you know, where Dr. Strange and Wong and all of them were. This is where Stephen Strange went looking for answers when he first lost use of his hands. This is where Dr. Strange, you know, had to sling ring back when the ancient one, a.k.a. bald-headed ass Tilda, <laughs> Tilda Swinton, old bald-headed ass, had taken him up to the top of the mountain, that frozen mountain. We see Wong having a good old time listening to music and watching an episode of Sopranos and suddenly Madison with two N's and one Y, and it's not what you think, shows up through a portal holding an animal heart in her hand asking where she is, basically. Child, she starts telling Wong all of her business and he just wants to know who sent her there because he already knows. He's like, look, it was Donnie Blaze's raggedy ass, wasn't it? She lets us know that he first sent her to another dimension and a talking goat helped her escape the lava pit in exchange for six drops of her blood. Now, when she first said goats, I immediately thought about the new movie that's on Disney Plus now for everyone to watch if you didn't see it in theaters, Thor Love and Thunder. But his two goats are Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. So, and they don't talk, they just scream, so it's not them child she ruins this episode of the sopranos for wong and wong blames it on donnie blaze and he can't wait to make him pay and if you're wondering yes i've absolutely already rewatched thor love and thunder and you know what i gave it a b minus in theaters i think it's a b for me it's not not bad you know what it's not one of my favorites but i feel like when i first saw it it was way too jokey jokey but I don't know. It, it it settled in better on the second view. I'm gonna watch it again probably this weekend at some point, and I'm gonna I'll report back. I want I want to see how it how it settles with me. We'll see. We'll see. Cut to Jen in her kitchen after the opening title card, and she's speaking directly to the camera, of course. And I love this whole part. She says, "You look happy. I guess you saw that Wong is back. Everybody loves Wong. It's like giving the show Twitter armor for a week." I love how this show knew from inception that it was going to have trolls because the lead is a woman and it acknowledges every single chance it gets. And I love it. They knew before they even made the show that one, it would get review bombed and that happened Two, the internet trolls would make sure they let you know every single week how much they hate the show and they do. And then three, them reverting all of their criticism back to the MCU uh, introducing too many people of color and women characters and boom oh, suddenly we're, we're in the worst phase of the, the MCU and history of the world Craig okay y'all know I don't subscribe to phase 4 being bad when it gave me WandaVision it gave me Shang-Chi it gave me Ms. Marvel it gave me Spider-Man No Way Home it gave me Eternals which I happen to think was amazing and the likes of all of that. So you might not have liked the project or two, but y'all are being dramatic as fuck, okay? Anyway, Jen in that big-ass suit, because <laughs> she got on one of them big Steve Harvey suits. But remember, because she's required to be She-Hulk at work, it ain't like she can just wear some, you know, super tight uh, Jen-fitting outfit when she just go bust out of it. So, you know, good decision. 
She gets a visit from her dad, and he's upset because she didn't call the police concerning the attempted attack at the end of last episode. Remember, there was a whole attack in the alleyway, but she ended up beating her asses. They had that, like, glowing as guardian weaponry, and it, it was a whole thing. So he, she didn't call, but she knows that there's no reason to call because the police most likely aren't going to find the criminals. We're at her job now, and it opens on her to-do list on her computer, which y'all know for a fact, don't play with me, y'all know I paused it, because I was hoping to see, like, some upcoming episode clues or something, you know. Kind of like when they mentioned the man with metal claws and the bar fight on the website, you know, on the side, when she was searching in episode two or three, I can't remember which one it was. She has, like, a lot of bullet points pertaining to Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. Abomination, and wrapping up his case. She got some concerns about all them damn women and his soulmates that he's seeing. Uh, she needs to order some purple and green highlighters, which obviously uh, are for her and Hulk's colors, kind of representative or whatever, duh. Uh, they reference Asgardian Light Elf from last episode and how she needs to wrap up that case with Pug. She needs to buy some big and tall clothes as if that Steve Harvey big-ass suit she had on wasn't enough. I know that's right, girl. And she has to do some stuff on behalf of her new client, Miss Pete, who we all know as twerking-ass Megan the Stallion with the knees, okay? Vibranium knees Megan the Stallion. Y'all know who it is, okay? Jen starts creating her ma- ma- what was it? matcher. I was about to say marcher. Matcher profile, which is like tender or grinder, but I guess if you got a match, then it works for you. But she does it as Jennifer. This is when Nikki comes in and turns on that interview that we saw at the end of last episode. This is actually going to be important because at the end of the episode, Titania, you know, she must have saw this exact interview, and that's when she decided to copyright her name. As they're watching, Wong pops up and he needs her services. He tells her about Donnie Blaze, and this is when we learn how he knows him. See, Donnie Blaze was a former Comertage student, but was kicked out after he was, like, ordering kegs, inviting his frat bros over, all kinds of dumb shit. He tells her that he's been using mystic arcs in his shows, and he's been endangering people. Wong starts going on into his usual spiel about certain dangers of magic, the dog powers, and the treading the fine lines, yada, 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 all that. And he wants her to draw up some paperwork. But when Jen starts asking questions about, well, did he sign an NDA? What was in the contract? All this kind of stuff. She kind of sees that this might not be as easy as she thought it was going to be. Cut to later that night. Nikki and Jen are going over some paperwork in the bar and Jen is trying not to switch the subjects like Nikki wants her to because she's trying to go over her matcher profile. We get a little bit of character building for Nikki, you know, just a little bit because when she's going through Jen's matcher profile, you know, which has her corporate headshot child, she's going through there and, you know, listen, Jen, you know, you gotta, you gotta pose a little, you know, with some fish, like you just went fishing, or you gotta put you a nasty hat on, like the girls be doing, put you a little piece of shade on, you know, you gotta do the stuff that they do in the profile pictures, don't put that boring ass corporate picture up there, you, you, it's almost like you don't even want a date, I don't know what to tell you, we hear Nikki say the line, oof, hetero life is grim, okay, Nikki, Okay, Nikki. Nikki, one of the nieces. Nikki, one of the girls. I see you, Nikki. Not to be confused with Nikki Giovanni or Onika Mirage. Y'all know. This is when she gives her idea to go ahead and make a profile for she. That was so ignorant. I'm sorry. 
This is when she gives her the idea to make a profile for She-Hulk instead of Jen, but she refuses because she already has to be She-Hulk in her professional life now, and she kind of wants, she wants her personal life to be her own. We see Jennifer and Wong giving Johnny Blaze and Mr. Black Man a cease and desist in his office, and they're putting up a fight, okay? You can't own magic, according to them. This leads to a pissing match between Don, uh, I'm about to call that man Don, Donnie and Wong, but Jennifer interrupts and gives him the cease and desist anyway, which he makes disappear, of course. Jen gets a, you know, a match on her phone while they're there, and the next scene is her on her date. A horrible date. This man is the epitome of a bad date. Loud. He's looking at other women's asses he's checking text messages he's being condescending all kind of stuff but the best part of this date is when it gets to that awkward part that we've all been there before well maybe not some women but we've all kind of been there before i don't know you even with friends sometimes because child we get to the awkward part where it's time to pay he put that one ticket on the table and they both start slow-mo reaching for their bags and he reached for his bag and baby, that man, instead of pulling out a wallet, pulled out a damn set of keys and told that girl, bye bye See, that's what y'all get for dating men with purses, okay? <laughs> Listen, I know straight men that have more purses than some women nowadays. Some that match every outfit, okay? And they keep everything in them purses except wallets and credit cards and cash. Beware of these men, okay? They are scammers and that, you know what? I was about to go in, but I'm not going to go in on y'all scamming asses. Y'all probably the men that took them, uh, that big case of Nikes off that truck and robbed them. Y'all out here in Memphis selling that shit. Y'all ain't slick. I know about you, okay? You put that box of shoes in your purse and you ran the fuck off. I know how you do. We're now in court with Jenny and Wong against Donnie Blaze. See, I'm calling her Jenny because his name Donnie. There's too many Donnie damn names, okay? da 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 Damn. Uh, with Donnie Blaze and Mr. Old Black Man, and now they got a raggedy-ass lawyer who seems to be a magician, too, that Donnie has retained, child. The judge asks for a witness who can kind of, you know, corroborate their claims. And Wong begrudgingly summons Madison with two N's and one Y, and it's not where you think. Madison is funny as fuck to me, okay? She thought Wong was there for a traffic violation, and she told him to tell those people, listen, just tell them that you were texting 911, because then they can't do anything about it. Uh, Big time false, but that's okay, sis. Just keep learning the law, okay? Keep learning the law. Jen puts her on the stand, and she has to basically, she has her to spell her name first, which was hilarious. And I love that when she spells it, the defense lawyer, like, he starts to scratch it out on his paper because clearly she told y'all she said two N's and one Y, and it's not where you think, baby. He had that Y in the wrong place, and he had to change that shit. See, I know what happened. I, I like little details like that. They recount everything that happened between her and Donnie Blaze, including a soul-eating demon named Jake? I don't know. Jake? I don't know him from comics. I don't. I don't know. Madison gives the court a little you know, a little bit to think about. And Jan and the defense lawyer go back and forth about fake magic versus real magic. All while Donnie is dropping smoke bombs and changing outfits and pulling flowers at his ass and making animals appear, all kind of shit. Wong gives his Captain America, Doctor Strange, T'Challa type speech and 
child, the court is going to reconsider everything and they'll reconvene. She does, however, she allows him to continue practicing uh, magic until she renders her verdict. So that's very important to know basically immediately after this. Later on, Jen actually doesn't realize that it's Friday and she's already in her pajamas. And this is when she decides to make a new matcher profile, especially after she got a notification that said no new matches, child, when she was Jennifer. Now she decides to make one for She-Hulk. She immediately starts getting ping after ping after ping. And now we see a dating montage. A buff dude that looks just like Mother's Milk, a.k.a. Laz Alonzo from The Boys. We see a random filmmaker with a scarf. We see a She-Hulk fanboy who, uh I'm going to get to him later. We get a really meta reference when he said, the fanboy, when he says her battle in court with Titania was incredible. And she says, people love using that word around me. Obviously, if you didn't catch it, they're referring to being a Hulk. And he's often referred to, like the movie, as the Incredible Hulk. They missed an opportunity, though, because he, Mother's Milk, or Laz Alonzo lookalike, he calls her stunning. See, why would you not call her sensational? The fuck? Like, why? those are some of her best She-Hulk comics. The sensation... Ooh, I can't even say it. The, shin- sh- the sensational She-Hulk. You missed opportunity. Anyway... Weird dude starts getting, I don't know, he starts getting even weirder. And it makes me feel like, I don't know, it feels like he's a plant for the boss of the people from last episode, the Wrecking Crew. And I don't know, it it feels just like he's really, he's asking a little too much because he's asking about her strengths, her weaknesses, including like, can vibranium pierce her skin? Child, if the Dora Milaje would have popped up with some vibranium to fight She-Hulk, now that would have been a gag, okay? That would have been a gag, bitch, because, listen, She-Hulk, they can't beat her ass on this show, but the Dora Milaje, I bet they would have had something for that ass, okay? We get to her last date or her best date with quite literally the most beautiful man to ever walk this planet, dear Lord. And he's saying all of the right things, too. We don't spend too much time here, though, because we cut away to Donnie Blaze trying to send another damn woman through a portal, through the sling ring, and do all this shit. But see, sis is way smarter than that. She said, ah, ah, my friend Kayla was her last time, and she got stranded through one of your little fire holes, and she was in a parking lot and couldn't get home for two hours, all kind of shit. He was like, okay, bet, say less. I got something different for y'all asses. He creates a bird out of magic that lays an egg in her hand, an egg in her hand, and everyone is super impressed. Oh my God, what? What is that? But then the egg hatches and it becomes a little gizmo gremlin type creature, but much uglier. Then he opens a portal in the floor to try to get rid of it. But child, more and more creatures just pop up. Pow, pow, pandemonium. And I'm not talking about B2K. Ooh, we cut over to Wong, and he's watching This Is Us. Now, why? I don't know, but let me tell you something. That's a good-ass TV show, okay? That first season especially, whoo, they had me in tears constantly. That is just, I might, you know what? I might rewatch that first season of This Is Us. That was a good-ass show, okay? The big three. Anyway, Donnie Blaze comes through a portal in Carmitage while this man is watching This Is Us, and he begs for Wong's help. We cut back to She-Hulk and the world's hottest man ever alive in history, now in her house, 
talking about her job and how much her boss sucks and all that kind of stuff. She's ignoring all the calls that are coming through on her phone because that man is literally taking his shirt off because he spills a little wine, you know, very convenient, all of it. And this it's, it's just nothing but but muscles, just nothing but muscles. It's just it's it's just muscles, just just muscular pectorals, muscular uh, triceps, biceps, um, musculus. It's, it's all it's all just muscular. OK, and this is when Wong <laughs> Wong, who's been trying to get in touch with her, he said, I know you fucking lying, not answering my calls. And he opened a portal right to her house and came and got her ass. See, they don't, the little things, he needs her help to fight them, but they don't die like regular monsters. So they have to use their combined strength to fling their little asses back through a different portal. This episode truly had everything it's comedy, cameos, action, demons, all of that. She uses one of those little demon gizmo gremlin creatures to threaten Donnie and Mr. Black Man into signing their cease and desist, and he agrees. No more magic, okay? Not Wanda, no more mutants, but no more magic, okay? Jen gets portaled back into her apartment where Mr. Fine Man is reading Bad Feminist on her couch. She picks him up. Just until I just lifts them and carries them into the bedroom so they can knock some boots, okay? So they can clap some cheeks, okay? So they can have their bedroom smelling like condoms, lubrication, and shame, okay? Shame, shame, shame. The next morning, Jen in her human form is making breakfast and she gets a text from Nikki letting her know that Titania is on the news again and it turns out She's been cleared of all charges from busting into the courtroom on episode one. Fine dude coming to the kitchen and wonders, who the fuck are you talking to Jen? But remember, he's only ever seen her in She-Hulk form. She says, I'm Jen. I'm just not in my, you know, Hulk form. Child, he is not into it. If you, (laughs) if the softest place on earth between your legs ain't green, he don't want it. Okay. I know you fucking lying. Right after he leaves, there's a knock on the door and Jen recognizes immediately that it's a process server. For those that don't know what that means, it's like the lady that showed up to the airport when Erica Jane, Lisa Renna, and Diana Jinkies got back into the country from vacationing and she gave Erica that encyclopedia-sized summons to court. See, when Lisa Renna ran off and left her ass behind, you know, that's all that's, you know, that's all the same. Turns out Titania has trademarked the name She-Hulk, which apparently she can do because, well, Jen didn't. It's good they're building their like beef back up and they're going to reintroduce Titania because she really is a staple in the She-Hulk comics. So she needs to be in here more like than just one episode. Once again, though, we get a post credit scene and it's our boy Wong still watching This Is Us, but now he's watching with Madison with two N's and one Y, and it's not what you think, baby. And she has on one of them comfortable hoodie blankets. Oh, my God, they they so goddamn comfortable. And they're discussing different type of drink options, including yak milk and vodka, uh, blue carrot cow, all that kind of shit. But the most important part about this is, are we seeing a relationship button between these two? Or is it just a friendship or what is it? I'm here for either one though. I, I'm more Madison. Okay. But those that don't know though, Wong was actually, they kind of cut it out of the movie, but 
he had a love interest in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was the black lady that sacrificed herself by stabbing the dark hole when Wanda was reading and when she was in that trance, you know, when she was uh, dream walking or whatever. That was supposed to be, you know, his grab, but I don't know what happened. They cut all that out, but that ain't none of my business. But if Madison is the new, you know, new girl since she dead now, then I'm I'm here for it. Now to our weekly She-Hulk question of social media. Y'all know on social media, I get on there every Thursday when She-Hulk comes out. And I ask you guys just a random question to kind of, to kind of engage us in talking about She-Hulk. So Wong throughout this episode got his favorite show, The Sopranos, ruined multiple times from him. And it made me wonder, what show do you wish you can go back and experience for the first time without it being interrupted for you, you know, if it got interrupted for you the first time? Y'all gave me some great answers, so let's go through a couple of them. A lot of answers, too, child. Uh, my The one that I saw immediately that I went up for, Scandal. Oh, my God. If I could go back and experience Scandal for the first time, the second season of Scandal, when it was airing live, when I tell you social media, I feel like that was the first. I might get crazy. I might get caught up for this, but I always feel like Scandal is the first, like, big Twitter show that we all watched together. Like everybody watched Scandal together. That was when the president fits when he got shot. No, oh my God, this season was so good. If I can go back and watch it for the first time, I would be in heaven. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, good one. Someone said Insecure, of course, amazing. I still, even if I can't go back and watch it for the first time, I still go back and watch it like it's you know brand new anyway. Just such a good damn show. I love a show that's as funny as it is dramatic and Issa Rae is just perfect at that. If you're missing Insecure though, watch Rap Shit. Rap Shit just finale, eight episodes, half hour episodes, so good. If you listen to the City Girls, you'll like Rap Shit, okay? Uh, Someone said The Wire. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if I've told y'all the story, but The Wire... I did an independent study in college. I had never seen uh, The Wire before. I was in college. Don't judge me. I was in college from 2007 to 2011. Okay, that was undergrad. I was in grad school from 13 to 14. I did my whole MBA program within a year. I wasn't trying to go there two years. I'm not with that dumb shit. Okay, so in undergrad, I had an independent study where I got to watch all the seasons of The Wire and basically do, you know, my own independent. You know, I did a whole uh, paper or dissertation about how I think it was how the women of the show, like the female drug dealers were portrayed. I don't know some dumb shit. I don't know. I, I got a good grade and I passed here. That's all that really matter. But anyway, the wire would be an amazing one to go back and experience for the first time. Someone said game of Thrones, another good one. I feel like no matter, I always forget shit about game of Thrones anyway. So no meaning how many times I've seen, I think I've seen game of Thrones all the way through probably five times now, five, six times. So, I feel like I've seen it enough to where I should remember everything, but it's always kind of like watching it for the first time. So, you know, believe it or not, we got a couple of Gilmore girls. <laughs> I'm not mad at y'all. Okay. We all got our comfort shows and Gilmore girls always seems like the perfect comfort show to me. Uh, someone said prison break, prison break. That's good one. Good one. That'd be a good one to watch. Plus they was fine on that. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, orphan black. You know what? 
I haven't seen all of Orphan Black, but I want to go back. I want to watch from the beginning. Tatiana Maslany, you know, listen, she's on She-Hulk. That was the perfect choice, so I'm not mad at you, sis. Uh, the last one that I'm going to read out, uh, someone said, the oh, the pink pop box, hey, boo, uh, said, oh, my God, the season finale of Melrose Place, the one where Kimberly blew it all up. That got spoiled for me. That sucks when a show you love, especially the ending, gets spoiled for you. I'd beat somebody's ass, but that's just me. I'm violent, okay? Whew. We'll see what question we come up with next week. But y'all, y'all be checking the social media, okay? I'm going to be popping in and out this weekend to talk about D23. Y'all know whenever this stuff kind of stuff happens, I always put it to my stories. I'll do a post. I'll do all kind of stuff. So y'all, you know, you'll get the things from me, okay? You'll get the things. Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's been Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, a.k.a. Wong, a.k.a. Donnie Blaze, not to be confused with Johnny Blaze, not to be confused with uh, Johnny from Love and Hip Hop, New York. I don't know. <laughs> I think her name was Johnny Blaze, too. Anyway, I'll see y'all next time. Bye. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple Podcasts or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.